Welcome into the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. Producer Ian, hit the music. Welcome in, welcome in. What's up? It's your host, your boy, Big Gain, JJ, and this is the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. With me, as always, I got Keone. Hello there, everybody listening to this at the moment or in perpetuity for all the Library of Congress one day. Well, (laughs) (laughs) okay, yeah, you're listening to this whenever you're listening to this. Um, and thank you for that. I also got Ryan here with me. What's up, guys? You know, the Twitter R O K K O Daydreamer. And I've been on there a lot more. So let's keep interacting. Let's keep tweeting. Give Ryan some more followers. Mm. You know, I think the 35 followers, though, <laughs> really leaves like no pressure on me to give a good tweet. That's, that's I can true. just tweet out what I want to tweet yeah, out. Yeah. You should look at that like that always mm. even if you get a million followers or when you get a million followers you guys can follow me at jj daydreamers on twitter keone where can the people follow you daydreamer keone so. all right today we got some news some late round wide receiver wide receiver dreamers some trivia consensus wide receiver ranks top 12 so let's get into it with the news. Chase Claypool has an ankle injury, but it doesn't seem to be that significant. Looks like he'll be good to go for week one. Robbie Anderson is dealing with a hamstring injury. DJ Moore also banged up a little bit. He's back practicing. Robbie Anderson, we'll see what he does. This might uh, help Terrace Marshall Jr. out uh, for the fantasy season. Nikhil Harry is week to week with a shoulder injury. I don't think this really uh, matters for fantasy too much. Uh, Daryl Williams is being evaluated for a concussion. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is sprained his ankle, and it doesn't look like it's a high ankle sprain, so he should be good to go for week one. But that's two Chiefs running backs that are banged up. So I don't know. Is it Darwin Thompson season? Probably not, but we'll see. I think Clyde will be back for week one, be ready to go. Matt Nagy says that Andy Dalton is his week one starter. Sorry, Justin Fields, but you're going to have to wait till uh, at least week two, maybe halfway through week one. We'll see how well. I mean, it's 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 still early. We still got a couple preseason <laughs> games left, you know. Carson Wentz did return to practice, so that is great news. It looks like he's going to be on the shorter end <laughs> Keone's over here rejoicing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. CD Lamb was placed in the COVID-19 protocol. He's going to miss some time. Uh, Right as Dak comes back, ready to throw. Omari Cooper back. Then CD Lamb goes out. So Daryl Henderson injured his thumb. It's just a slight sprain. Doesn't seem like it's going to be that big of a deal, except for Daryl Henderson is always injured. So 
just some, something to keep an eye on as he is supposed to lead that backfield in L.A. Maybe you look at Xavier Jones or Jake Funk. Or, they might add someone still before the start of the season. Oh, you in on in some inside knowledge there? I don't. I have no inside knowledge. Oh, you're just, just purely speculating. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and our last bit of news: Ryan was right. Carry on, Johnson was waived by the Eagles. Ryan, take your victory lap. I just had a knee injury. It was kind of simple. You're gonna keep the guys healthy. Yeah. I feel I mean, it. Okay. Congratulations, Ryan. But I also said somebody was going to get cut. I mean, oh. it not have been in the, the to twitchness, <laughs> but uh, somebody said, no, no, they're not going to get cut. When I said Tim Tebow, and lo and behold, like the very next day, Tim Tebow was cut. So, yeah, Ryan. Head back to baseball, Tim Tebow. Try, try something else. All right, that'll do it for the news today. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I was thinking about Tim Tebow out here playing field hockey or something, something crazy like that. Yeah. Pull across. Oh. <laughs> he got jacked, though. I just pictured oh. him in that uniform, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for the news. Let's move <laughs> on to our late round wide receiver dreams. These are wide receivers we're drafting in the later rounds, 10th round or later. Um, Keone, you want to start us off? Sure. Uh, so I have some stats here compile, compiled by our very own Ryan Williams for our uh, Saturday posts we do, which include facts about specific players. So this one is about Marvin Jones Jr., one of the early ones we did. And since 2013, Marvin Jones Junior has 405 receptions, which is 20th in the league, 5,824 yards, which is 19th in the league. He has 50 receiving touchdowns, which is seventh, and potentially the most important, he has four top 25 finishes for a wide receiver at the end of the season. So that's at least half in since that time. And he's, I see him being drafted with an ADP in the 11th round in a few places. However, I think we have him a bit higher in about like the, the seventh or eighth round. Um, so he is a seventh or eighth round talent, but if you can get him in the 11th round, that's even better. And that's why I have him here because, you know, he, you're getting a, he's is a steal basically at that, at that level. And I know he has a young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, but I think he can act as that veteran wide receiver. Who's that stalwart for the offense. He's a go-to guy whenever Lawrence might get in trouble or what have you. And he's been making some nice plays in, in the preseason, some contested catches. So he's still got those hops and able to get away from, from a receiver. Um, and cornerback. yeah, from a cornerback, uh, you know, and he, I think he can be a guy that gets a lot of frequency, like in the offense. And if he could potentially be the number one in that offense, we'll see how like DJ Chark, you know, what he says about that. But I think uh, he can be the the guy. And in the over the past two years, he's been averaging five catches per game and around 60 yards per game. So in regular PPR, that's like 10-point week, and that's without touchdowns. So that's, that's a pretty solid guy you're getting in the 11th round. Yeah, I agree. 
I'll go next. I got Michael Pittman Jr. from the Indianapolis Colts going as the 46th wide receiver in the middle part of the third of the 10th round. Uh, Pittman can make a huge leap in year two. No more Philip Rivers who can't throw the ball 10 yards down the field. Carson Wentz, like we just talked about, is going to be back, and he is now behind center, and he's willing to throw the ball down the field, something I was really excited to see Michael Pittman do in the NFL that we didn't really get to see a whole lot of last year. He's a big-bodied guy, 6'4", 225, and could be a wide receiver one on this team. There's no wide receiver one really in Indianapolis yet, as T.Y. Hilton has taken some steps back. And no one has truly filled that role yet. I think that Pittman can be a great deep threat. He can be a shot in the dark here in the 10th round where he has so much upside. And if you play in three wide receiver leagues, you're going to be starting Michael Pittman in that third wide receiver slot all season long. So I'm willing to take the draft. Take the chance and draft Michael Pittman. Ryan, who you got? Hey, I got Mike Williams. Um, Mike Williams right now is <laughs> in, uh, being drafted in the 10th round, and he's an absolute beast. Uh, eight of 15 games, he had seven or more targets. Last year, he, or last three years, he's averaged 17.2 yards per catch. And last also in 2020, he had 13 catches with 20-plus yards. Uh, and the thing is for me, I love the Charger offense. Everyone knows how I'm on the hype train. It's an easier stack chugga, 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 to get chugga, chugga, the chugga, Herbert chugga. hype train choo, choo. with Mike Williams in 10th than Keenan Allen and Herbert. And he's, again, what Mike Williams is the second option on this offense. He's had horrible touchdown luck. Uh, ten, three years ago, or yeah, three years ago, he had 10 touchdowns. And last year, last two years, it was five and two. He's six four. He should not be getting two touchdowns or, or red zone targets. But he ha- is in, at least in the number one offense in football in total plays ran, ran 2020. If they can be in the top 10 again, he's going to have the volume. People are a little scared he gets injured on dumb plays, like diving for balls he's not going to catch. And then, like, he's already hurt right now. He has a hip flexor. But I think that's going to drop his ADP where it's even more, even worth it still because of the fact he is a number one. He's a number two option on a great offense. He's a deep threat. He's Deshaun Jackson, but he's 6'4". So I like Mike Williams a lot. I love Marvin Jones. Can we talk about him? That's a great pickup as well. I I get I try to get both one of these guys in each draft I'm in. Yeah, there's quite a few guys in this later range. Um, these are just three guys that we particularly enjoy. Um, let's name some more guys that we like. Like I'm on that Michael Gallup hype train if i can't get cd lamb or amari cooper earlier i'm fine with waiting till the 10th round and grabbing michael gallup um we know producer ian is high on darnell mooney who's some other players that you guys like in this later range uh Corey davis um i think he might be the number one in the jets offense mm-hmm. yeah we've seen that in preseason he's getting targeted uh pretty often not a good receiver not a great receiver but he's a good receiver might give you some good uh, flex weeks. Yeah. Uh, a, oh. Yeah. No, no, go for it. Go for it. Who's, who's Jarvis Landry as well. That's another option mm-hmm. on a pretty, on an offense that should be pretty high powered um, with Baker Mayfield and Odell and that running back core. Um, they should 
do pretty well on offense. And he's the second on that team, depending on where he and Odell fit in the scheme. Would you guys rather have Marquise Brown or Rashad Bateman? Rashad Bateman's mm. uh, two rounds later now because of the injury. Bate, or no, sorry, Brown. You'd rather have Brown? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, Brown is ahead of him still, though, right? I mean, like, yeah, he's he's still the number one. Uh, yeah, I mean, right now, yeah. I think okay. Bateman takes that uh, pretty soon. Huh. Um, it's a groin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I, got I think if it wasn't for the injury, then he would he would overtake Brown by week two or three. But because of the injury, I think it becomes later on in the season. Uh, mm. Groins, hamstring, calves. Uh, man, it's just too much for me, right? I would yeah. have to stay away the whole time. I can't. If if he gets hot mate, and I have enough draft or enough fab or i'm high enough on the waiver wire i'll pick him up but there's no way i could draft this guy all right i feel it all right let's get into some trivia Keone, okay. take it away i shall um so i asked you who was the first nfl wide receiver to have a 100 reception season and as the bonus how many receptions did he have in that season? So what are your answers? Okay. Well, I only know one part and that's because I've seen this on the NFL network one time. Mm. And I can't remember his first name. I just know his last name is monk. I don't, I don't know his first name. I can't remember it, but I know his last name is monk. And I seen it on NFL network, but okay. I can't remember how to total either. Okay. All right. Do you have a guess at the number? I, I'll guess the total, though. I think it's like 105. Okay. But. I really have no clue. All right. Uh, well, I did. I gave a lot of hints, by the way. So some were more subtle than others. Um, one, I was trying, I was wearing the, the, the red and the yellow for, uh, I mean, and that can be many teams, but it, it narrows it down. It was a uh, Washington football team. Uh, formerly known as something else. And in the thing, in the in the Instagram, I I said uh like the Tibetan or Shaolin something or other. That was the hint that it was art monk. So good job, Ryan, for getting the last name right. So I'll take that in as in as in yeah. Jeopardy, you'll take the last name. And do you have any guesses on the, the, the number? 102. Okay. It, it was 106. Ah, yeah, so and so close. For an NFL network. Yeah. Like, like a top 10 list. That, that's, mm-hmm. I just remember, yeah. remember that guy's like name, whatever, for that. Mm. Also, our Saturday post for this past week, it was Terry McLaurin. So that was another clue at like the the team and whatever. Mm. So, yeah, it was Art Monk who did it in 1984 with 106 receptions. So, congrats to him for <laughs> doing that, and congrats, congrats to Ryan for you know, again, it's all right. every single week, every single. That's time. all we could ask, bro. Like, just come out here Perfection. and you go undefeated. You. Yeah. yeah, every single week. 
Thank you, Keone, for that. Let the people know where is there going to be one more or uh, one more week of trivia? Okay, okay. So we have next week, which is which would be the yeah, because the ninth is two weeks away. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, um, so okay, so we have we next Thursday. This. We can figure this out. There's oh, there's limited no, this Thursday. There's limited there might be two time. more. Two more. Two more weeks. I think there's two more. Yeah, two more. So the, the last one we'll be discussing on the podcast before the Monday podcast before the season starts. Yeah. Okay. So two more weeks to answer some trivia questions. How do we, uh, how, how do they see these trivia questions? So you can just go to our Instagram at day underscore dreamer media, and they'll be up every Thursday. So you have a few days before uh, your answer will not count anymore, but yeah, you have the weekend. So give if you get the first part right we'll shout you out on the podcast and if you get both parts right as jj says some swagoo swagoo you guys can also follow us on twitch daydreamer media and we do do some live streams where keone will ask the podcast where the trivia question there um, Hmm. before uh, the podcast so if you guys follow us on that's another way that's your last very last chance to be like ah but yeah we want your responses. You know, we want to give, we want you to get these things right. So. Yeah. We want to go into debt, <laughs> giving you guys stuff, giving you some of that aforementioned swagoo. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to our consensus wide receiver ranks. These are the Daydreamers top 12 wide receivers. If you want our full ranks head over to daydreamermedia.com we have our draft guide up there with all our positional ranks and our top 250 you guys can print that sheet out take it with you to your draft we got one more installment of the draft guide coming out soon so uh we would suggest that you guys wait as long as you can to draft because the more you know the more you know so, yeah, <laughs> let's get into this list. Number one on our list, Stefan Diggs from the Buffalo Bills. Ryan and Keone, you guys both have him at two. I have him at three. Keone, talk a little bit about Stefan Diggs. Well, I'm going to uh, steal this name from another big, famous person of New, New York. But he is, uh, he is Teflon Stefan. Because nobody can stick to this guy. Yeah. Seeing as he had the sixth most receptions in NFL history with 127 last year. So ain't nobody near him. You know, he's just getting all those receptions. Mm -hmm. And I know we've Mm -hmm. already talked about how improved Allen is with his completion percentage. And I don't know if he can improve a lot more or like at least in the jumps that he's had in the past two years compared to now, because that would put him in like 75%, which is ridiculous. So it's just like NFL record territory, but I don't see it decreasing. So that's still upper sixties, which is very, very good. And I think they have some tough matchups going throughout the season, but when you're at the top of your position, like he is and Allen is, it really doesn't affect fantasy numbers all that much. And so, I mean, he, I, they have great chemistry and I see it continuing for, you know, the whole season. So, I mean, what, how much can you say about the number one guy, you know, yeah. like that are that people don't already know. Absolutely. 
Um, all right. Number two on our list, Devontae Adams from the Green Bay Packers. I have him at one. Keone and Ryan, you guys both have him at three. He finished wide receiver one overall last year, led the league in receiving touchdowns with 18 and yards per game with 98.1. He caught a career high 77% of his targets. In 2019, Devontae Adams finished wide receiver 24, his worst finish since 2016, but he only played 12 games. Really, he was the wide receiver six in points per game that season. So really, his worst finish was wide receiver 14 in 2017. This man scores touchdowns. It helps a lot that Aaron Rodgers is the one throwing him the ball. Touchdowns since 2016, 12, 10, 13. The year he only played 12 games, he only scored five touchdowns. And then last year, 18. This man, Devontae Adams, just lulls corners to sleep with his route running and strikes for huge plays. He's got Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. Like I said, I don't see how Devontae Adams does not have a huge, huge season. He's also on the contract here, so playing for that big contract. Number three on our list, Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs. Ryan and Keone, you guys both have him at number one. I have him at two. Ryan. Talk a little bit about Tyreek Hill. Well, he's amazing. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, he is really he good. Is. But he, is uh, he plays for one of the best offenses, plays for one of the best quarterbacks. Uh, one of the best coaches. Best coaches. <laughs> uh, just a great overall team. Okay? They score a lot of points. Uh, two of the last three years, is over. he's had over 135 targets. Um, and then in both those seasons where he had over 135 targets, he had 85, 87 receptions. Uh, he is he's fifth in total touchdowns since 2018. With he has uh, three rushing touchdowns, 34 uh, 34 recept- receiving touchdowns, and a return touchdown. He's fast. He gets the volume. Great offense. It's easy. Um, he has a little bit of knee tendinitis, which is something to watch out for because you heard that with Todd Gurley, and all of a sudden he fell off a cliff. So. We'll see how it goes. It's obviously not going to be major. That's what they're saying right now, but keep an eye on it. Um, I, I'm going to move him down to number two and move Devontae Adams to number one. So just because that little tiebreaker. It's a tie, I'd rather have the healthy guy. So it's a tiebreaker in my head. If I had to pick knee tendonitis, doesn't sound good. I feel it. I already got Devontae Adams at one. So I'm right there with you. Number four on our list, Calvin Ridley from the Atlanta Falcons. I have him at four. Keone and Ryan, you guys both got him at five. Keone, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, uh, we saw what he could do last year with him being the clear, like an outright number one wide receiver with over 1,300 yards and nearly 150 targets with 90 receptions and nine touchdowns. And this offense likes to pass the ball with Matty Ice at the helm and all over the field. So it doesn't matter if it's short, long, they'll pretty much go wherever. And they also have Russell Gage, who we should mention also is a good late round mm-hmm. draft pick, by the way. So he's definitely in there. And now they have Pitts, so that kind of compensates for the loss of Julio Jones. And so I was worried at one point that he there would be too much pressure on him you know, going into the season, but I think he is going to have that 
spread out with Gage and Pitts there. So it's not going to be too much of like, I mean, I'm sure he's going to get double teamed and all that sort of stuff. But if it's anything similar to what he did last year, then, you know, he's a top five wide receiver. And that's, don't you know, worry. yeah, don't, don't worry. Um, yeah. It don't matter. He's good. He, he's fast too. Yeah. He's very fast. And I think he's still pretty young. And I think intern Aaron has him at number one. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, he's like offense is, is really good. There was a Twitter clip going around where he just made this inside cut True. and then cut right back outside, bro. It was it dirty. Was, that was so dirty. That was and he could do that on on a regular basis just create separation out on the field and that's what number, you need yeah number five on our list deandre hopkins from the arizona cardinals cuny and brian you guys both have him at four i have him at five his wide receiver finishes since 2015 in half point ppr four twenty nine one two five five that Wide receiver 29 finish is really an outlier year. He's going to be within 30 points or so of the wide receiver one. So he's going to finish somewhere near the top. Last year with the Cardinals, Hopkins had 28% of the the target share, 115 receptions, 1,407 yards, and six touchdowns. They didn't bring in much competition for him. And if you listen to Ryan talk about Kyler Murray a couple of episodes ago and why he's down on Kyler for fantasy is for this NFL team to get better, they're going to need to throw the ball more. Sometimes we as player, uh, as fantasy players, we see the, the ability that players have and we translate to translate that to what it could mean for fantasy And that's not always how it works for the NFL teams and what the NFL teams wants and needs to do to be a good fantasy player. You need to pay attention to what the NFL team is actually doing. The Arizona Cardinals are going to have Kyler Murray throw the ball more than tucking it and running it. Like Ryan was saying, that's bad news for Kyler's upside with the rushing for fantasy, but great for DeAndre Hopkins in the receiving game. Last year, he finished as a wide receiver five. The year before that, he finished as a wide receiver five. This year, he's going to finish wide receiver five. All right, number six on our list, DK Metcalf from the Seattle Seahawks. Ryan and I both have him at six. Keone has him at seven. Keone, you want to tell us a little bit about DK? Yeah, he is the Dick King of Seattle. You know, he's been been working out at Pike's Place Market, throwing the fish back and forth from vendor to vendor, Mm -hmm. uh, building both his size and agility to be able to just run through anyone in his way, whether it be on offense for a touchdown or a bunch of yards or as a last line of defense on a turnover, just ask Buda Baker. Uh, And I know Lockett is the reception guy, but DK Metcalf has had at least 100 targets in each of his two seasons so far and had 10 touchdowns last year with an iffy Russell Wilson at times. And last year, he had just over 81 yards per game. So he gets yards. Like, like I've said before, Lockett is more of the reception guy, but DK Metcalf is just the big, huge, imposing force that will get yards as well as touchdowns. And so if we, if Russell Wilson can play how we hope he can play and expect him to play, then this year he's just going to, you know, just shit off. Absolutely. Number seven on our list, Allen Robinson from the Chicago Bears. 
Keone has him at six. I have him at nine, and Ryan has him at 11. Ryan, how do you feel about Allen Robinson? Um, I think he's good. Uh, he Every season, he had six, he's played 16 games. He's had 151 targets or more. Uh, so volume <sighs> is there for him. Um, but touchdowns mm-hmm. aren't. He's only had one season with over uh, double or double digit, double digit touchdowns. And the last three years, he's had six, seven, and four. So he's not going to get in the red zone at, or he's not going to get touchdowns. Um, it's all about the quarterbacks. He's played with bad quarterbacks his whole life. Is Andy Dalton an average quarterback? Yes. So hopefully Absolutely. he does the same thing. Uh, but if Justin Fields comes in, maybe there's some hope. The one problem with Allen Robinson is, in my eyes, is that he is a good wide receiver one, but he's not going to finish at number one. I just I don't see that in the range of outcomes. So there are some more higher, there's some higher upside people I would take over him. But I do like Allen Robinson. He's going to be consistent. If he gets 151 targets, he's going to be his, a number one receiver. I just, who knows? There's just higher upside guys. Yeah, I'm saying. Al Robinson is like a less better version of Keenan Allen to me. They're both going to be wide receiver ones if they get targets and they get a lot of targets. They are just not going to finish number one. All right. Speaking of Keenan Allen, he is number eight on our list from the Los Angeles Chargers. I have him at seven. Keone and Ryan, you guys both got him at nine. Last year, he finished wide receiver 14. He finished with 100 receptions, which was seventh in the league, 992 yards, so just about 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. Since his injury in 2016, so from 2017 on, um, he's been top 12 in receptions in the league. He He was fourth, 12th, third, and seventh this last year. The connection with Justin Jefferson of Justin Jefferson, Justin Herbert is just going to get better and Keenan Allen will thrive in this offense. In half PPR leagues, getting Allen in the third round as your first wide receiver if you went double running backs or if you wanted to go grab one of the top tight ends, Keenan Allen as your first wide receiver is looking good. I mean, can't be mad at that. I mean, this offense is really electric and I just think that Everyone just takes a step forward here. Number nine on our list, Justin Jefferson. Ryan has him at seven. Keone has him at 10. I have him at 11. Ryan, you want to get into Justin Jefferson a little bit? Yeah. Uh, one of our best friends called it. James Colvin called out the Justin Jefferson breakdown or, or breakout. And he had one of the best rookie seasons, um, wide receiver rookie seasons of all time. Uh he right now he has an AC it's AC joint huh they's hurt they hurt I'm pretty sure it's a, I'm pretty sure it's a shoulder injury uh that yeah. scares me a little bit but he says he's gonna uh, play I think uh he's Kirk Cousins good quarterback not gonna run it uh they're a little run heavy but when they get behind they actually throw a lot and I think Kirk Cousins led that NFL uh, when he's trailing with touchdown passes. Justin Jefferson took the number one role pretty quick from Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen became a touchdown guy. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson has the upside that I was talking Allen Robinson doesn't. Justin Jefferson could finish as a number one receiver. Um, 
it's AC joint is something to look out for, but I'd be very comfortable with, with Justin Jefferson being my lead guy. He is back at practice. He's not running full 11 on 11s and he's wearing a red Jersey. So non-contact Jersey, but he is now back at practices. I remember he did the re- uh, like one more thing. He started off so slow. He didn't even start until week three. And after week three, he had eight yeah. uh, games with eight or more targets. Like that's when you start peppering the ball. The first two games, he had three targets each. Did nothing with them. Yeah, absolutely. And he went off the rest of the year. Number 10 on our list, A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans. Ryan and Keone both have him at 8. I have him at 12. Keone, you want to talk about A.J. Brown? Yeah. And uh, so if you're, if you're all familiar with uh, Jim Croce, then you can all sing along with me. <clears throat> you better be aware of a man named A.J. Brown. He's a bad, bad A.J. <laughs> Brown, the baddest man in the whole damn town. The best man in the whole damn town. So yeah, uh, they and they they got rid of Corey Davis and Johnu Smith, but they they got Julio, uh, so he'll be a really good number two. Uh, AJ Brown is the clear number one there. I don't see Julio taking that spot from him really, um, because like we said before, Julio doesn't really get touchdowns very much. I mean, he can this year. Well, I would that would be great to see that, um, but he. Uh, AJ Brown caught more than a quarter of Ryan Tannehill's total passing yards last season because he had over a thousand yards. And I think Tannehill had like 3,800 yards total passing. So that's just a ridiculous amount of like volume for the, for him at wide receiver. Um, and he's had over a thousand yard in each of his two thousand or two seasons so far. Um, I think he'll be even a bigger part of the offense because of the departure of Corey Davis and Jonu Smith. Um, and I don't think he's going to really be affected by, you know, the coverage because he's pretty big. Um, and I like their schedule. It only really gets tough after the bye week, really, because um, they had a few of the top 10 defenses there, um, like in a row. But there's a lot of games before that where he can do a lot of damage to opposing defenses. And I think if him and Ryan Tannehill are kind of clicking in sync like they did at certain points last year, that's a very, very bad duo to face. Yeah. And he, I mean, he can take any, any ball to the house. Yeah. Any play. He's one of the few people that can do it in the NFL. Number 11 on our list, Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys. Ryan has him at 12. Keone and I both have him at 14. Amari Cooper is really good at football when he wants to be. He takes plays off. He takes games off. But in the last four seasons, he's gone over 1,000 yards each season. And, I mean, he just had the drop off from seven touchdowns of five touchdowns this past season, but that was without Dak. So other than whenever he had Dak seven plus touchdowns in the last four years, the past two seasons with Dallas, he's been the wide receiver nine and 16 again, 16 without Dak Prescott for a majority of the season. He has finished outside of the top 24 only once in his career. So he is for sure going to be a number two wide receiver with that upside. Yeah, he's going to take plays off. He's going to take weeks off, but he will finish 
up here in the top top wide receivers. Number 12 on our list, Chris Godwin from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have him at eight. Ryan has him at 10 and Keone has him at 11. Ryan. So Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin. I had a down year last year compared to the year before, uh, but he did also miss four games and then they had a new quarterback. And so uh, with that though, the last three games of this season is when I felt like him and Tom Brady finally started getting like together he averaged five catches on seven targets for 84 yards and a touchdown, right? Absolutely consistently working, working. Um, and that's when they started like winning games and blowing out everybody. All right. If Chris Godwin can have 16, 17 games with Tom Brady and they are actually connected on this offense, which could be the highest scoring offense in football. He is going to dominate and be a wide receiver one. Everyone has Mike Evans over Chris Godwin. This podcast is different. Mike Evans, again, is inconsistent and only catches touchdowns. Chris Godwin, 20-20, and he can be in the red zone. The last three years, seven, nine, and seven. All right? He gets touchdowns. The last three games showed it. Again, five catches on seven targets for 84 yards and a score. That's what you want. That was in the fantasy playoffs. All right? I think he is going to be a lock for this top 12 yeah i think you said it like this this podcast is in love with chris godwin i think all three of us are really um especially over mike evans i i think he is another player that has wide receiver one upside and it's locked in i mean eight in his 12 games he's also had he had seven or six or more targets He's getting peppered in all the games. He just wasn't playing consistently either. Yeah. yeah. All right. That'll do it for our list. I'll run through them real quick. Number one, Stefan Diggs. Number two, Devontae Adams. Three, Tyreek Hill. Four, Calvin Ridley. Five, DeAndre Hopkins. Six, DK Metcalf. Seven, Allen Robinson. Eight, Keenan Allen. Nine, Justin Jefferson. Ten, A.J. Brown. Eleven, Amari Cooper. And twelve, Chris Godwin. Ryan, you want to ask us those same questions you asked us about the running backs? You know, I was thinking about it, but I couldn't remember the first question. <laughs> okay, which one? Which one? Which one is going has the highest chance to fall outside of the top twelve? And I think it is Amari Cooper. To fall out of the top twelve, huh? Just because he's going, he's going to outside, yeah, outside of the top twelve. I think he'll for sure be a top twenty-four wide receiver. But and also, I just don't really want him on my team because he does take weeks off, full weeks. I just can't get behind it. I I can't have my wide receiver one killing weeks like that for me. Oh man, it's a tie for me between Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, and AJ Brown. Ah. Oh man. Who you got, Keone? Are you you want to get into it, Ryan? Explain yourself. Yeah, let me uh, okay. If AJ Brown is not as efficient as he's been, does he have the volume to be a top 12 guy? Yeah, I mean, he catches touchdowns at an alarming rate. I I that is one thing that scares me, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna agree with you, Amari Cooper. He doesn't fall outside the top 24. He is the best second receiver probably in the NFL with – well, not the best. Sorry, that's a little high praise. Uh, but one of the best wide receivers as second receiver in CeeDee Lamb. 
Uh, but AJ Brown would be second, I think. AJ Brown second. Um, I just have to say, in defense of AJ Brown, he has had like each of his seasons has been over a thousand yards. So yes, he gets touchdowns, sure. but he does get that volume. And as I said, it's over a quarter tar- I'm of Tannehill's passing targets. yards. Like, what, what, yeah, he's so he efficient. That's what I'm saying is that. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's not a 120 target guy. He's not. Yeah. He? He's, okay. he's, no. Fair enough. And not with Julio there either. Um, But I, I think we all agree on a. Amari oh, Cooper. With, with Amari Cooper. Just because. Well, one, because of what you've mentioned already, JJ. And two, because I think out of all of, of these guys um they're pretty secure in their roles except for maybe amari cooper with cd lamb a lot of people do see cd lamb as the number one there and so i think cd lamb is the has the most potential to like be chomping at like his heels for that number one spot and in order to potentially kick him out and especially if he's at number 11 that's you know that's only one or two spots to fall or two spots to fall until you're out of that top twelve. But yes, he will be still that like top twenty four wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. At the For end sure. of the year, yeah, his total points will get him there. All right, and then the last question: Who is someone that can finish number one at the position, number one overall? I think it's Calvin Ridley for me. Yeah. Well. I'm not saying so you're going I, with I intern Aaron. Is a true you possibility. Are in a if you're not talking about Devontae Adams, Stephen, uh, Stephon Diggs, I think Kevin really just because of the volume. Russell Gage is good, but he's not that good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, he's a good two. No, I think I'll I'll go with Chris Godwin, the farthest to jump, but he is the best wide receiver on that team. Okay, so then I am gonna go with um oh apparently Aaron has changed his uh that's his not so the update and... though, so let's talk about anyways. I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with with upside and like if I if everything goes right, I think because I believe in that offense, I think Keenan Allen. Because mm. he's tall, he's big, and I think I just if, don't that know often, if, the, if the touchdowns will go his way to have him finish number one at the position, they brought in Jared cook. And like Ryan said, Mike Williams should get a couple more. I think Keenan Allen stays right around the six, seven, eight range of touchdowns. And that's just not enough for me to push him up to number one overall. But fair enough. It's a stretch, but you know, if it happens, then yeah, it could yeah. Justin Herbert is the man. So you could get it done. All right. That'll do it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. You guys can head over to our website, daydreamermedia.com. We got our full draft guide out. You guys could listen to all the episodes of the podcast over there. Um, yeah, go check it out. Keone, you want to give them the YouTube and the Instagram? Oh, yeah. So the YouTube is Daydreamer Media. And there's, we have all our uh, podcast episodes, or I, I take the, the segments and put them in short kind of videos for you. And so if you want to more, if you're more visually inclined, which plenty of people are, that is the place for you because it's the same content, just you're seeing our lovely faces Indeed. instead of hearing them. Uh, and then in terms of our Instagram, which is posting many, many times a week, uh, almost like at least like five or so times a week. So the majority of the week, 
Um, it's day underscore dreamer media. So we got a bunch of different stuff going there. Every, every day is unique and different. So there's something for everybody on there. So check it out and we hope you like it. Ryan, give them the Twitter. Twitter sphere. Uh, Twitter is FF daydreamers. And we need to be more active on there, but that's where you can find all of our live streams. Uh, we, we're going to go ahead and post them out on uh, Twitter. So go ahead over there. We also have a Patreon. If you would, uh, if, if you have the means, it would, it would be much appreciated. Uh, Daydreamer Media over there. Tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best, like we always say. So, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. What is what's so funny, bro? Nothing. I it's I'll save it for the live stream. Check uh, out the live check stream. Check out the boys. live stream on Twitch, bro. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.